Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Welcome. All right, so today we're talking about balance in transition. I've gotten a lot of questions lately around handling transitions and all kinds of transitions. So when I think about transitions, I think about yoga. I've taken a lot of yoga classes and and done it on my own. And, you know, the poses in themselves are sometimes very challenging, right? How can I be still and hold this what is seemingly awkward position? But the more that I've done yoga, the more that I realize actually the transition in between two poses uh, tends to be a little more challenging for me. So I've gotten used to the poses, but it's the transition between the two that still feels a little kind of herky-jerky, okay? And I also thought about um, several years ago, I was having a conversation with my youngest daughter, Ellie, and we were talking about math. And we were talking about how basically she has a mathematical mind. She was born that way. She's been doing advanced math for a while. It's just kind of a thing. So I don't know where she got it. She definitely didn't necessarily get it from me. But we were talking about math and we were talking about other people who kind of struggled with math. And she struggles a little bit with English and reading. So, you know, that's just how she was created. And so we were talking about this idea that of disequilibrium. So that's a term that a lot of educators use that basically describes the discomfort that you feel when you're on your way to learning something new. So maybe you have felt that uh, yourself with math, right? A lot of people say math anxiety, and that's, that's like going beyond disequilibrium. That's going to frustration level, and that's something we don't want because you don't grow there. But you can have this uh, discomfort as you're learning. Like many of my coaching clients right now in the Scrappy Business Builders, they are learning that. They are getting it. They are putting into practice, you know, how do I build this, um, you know, new business, this side hustle, this ministry, this movement. Uh, and they're, they're really focusing, but some of them are realizing, oh man, I got to do something in a different way than I've ever done before. And so they're using different tech tools and they're saying, oh, this tech is really hard. It's not hard. It's just, you've never done it before. And, and I've been practicing actually this weekend with some new tech and, and trying it out. And I don't understand all of it yet, but I can see that, that it's going to help me. <clears throat> so yeah, it's hard. Of course it is, right? Transitions tend to be difficult, because we actually forget that we have a lot of power and control in the transition time and that transitions are normal. Okay. So think about it this way. If you were to turn, let's say you're driving in your car and you're in a radio station and you haven't, maybe it's a rental car. You haven't, you know, found your stations yet and you're searching for a new station, right? If you go from one set station to another set station and you're kind of turning the knob, not just hitting the seek button, you're going to have static in between, right? The, the static is this disequilibrium that's just showing you you're in between stations, okay? Think about it this way. How many of you have ever moved from your home? Now, moving regardless of how much stuff you have, is chaos, isn't it? Because not only do you have to pack up your house, like you've got to figure out, okay, what do we take? What do we get rid of? It can be a long transition, 
Or maybe just like me on several occasions where you're just like, throw it all in a box. We'll figure it out later. Right. But then you get to a new place and you've got to unpack everything. You've got to organize it and put it into a different place. Right. So this transition can be chaotic. Or think about, um, you know, maybe you jump into an, a new relationship or you get married, right? We've, um, we're kind of coming into wedding season here. Uh, and so these young people get married and it's a joyous occasion. Absolutely. And then at some point, the, oh man, moments come in. <laughs> the things that you weren't really expecting, right? There's transition time. People, people say, you know, the honeymoon is over. And in reality, what that means is that you're shifting into a, a, another version of you being married. You're coming out of the honeymoon and into probably what is more realistic. But the point of what I'm trying to tell you is that out of the chaos comes clarity if you pay attention. So we have to understand what is my pattern, my habit, my relationship with transitions. What are my thoughts around that? And I got to tell you that the sooner that you kind of come to this place and say, oh, I'm in a transition and I have power over this, right? Um, the sooner you get through it and a transition doesn't have to hurt. So the thing that disempowers anybody through any transition, whether you're a two-year-old getting ready for nap time or you're, you're someone getting ready at the end of your life, is fear and frustration. So remember when I said about the math anxiety? That's, that's fear and frustration right there. That's not disequilibrium. You've gone too far in the learning process. That disempowers. Your brain shuts down and says, nope, I can't do this. Okay? But... When we focus on balance, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit, we get our power back, okay? So when you feel empowered, even as you're trying to figure something out, so maybe you go try a new tech thing and, you know, maybe you failed the first time. Yeah, um, this weekend I posted, uh, I'm playing around with QR codes because I've got some conferences coming up and I want to be able to um, direct people to various websites, but I don't want to give them the whole entire link. So a QR code is nice because you can turn it into a photo and just have it on the screen. So I'm playing around with that and I posted it on my social media and I said, hey, I'm playing around with this. Well, a couple of people check this out and see if this is, you know, working. And, you know, several people said, uh, yeah, I just don't know how to do this on my phone. How do you do that? I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> right? Um, and I've learned that it's okay that I don't know. And pretty soon in one of my groups, somebody po posted, oh, this is how you can do it. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. Now I've learned a new thing, right? So I didn't let fear and frustration keep me from putting that out. I said, I know I don't know everything, but let's throw this out there and see what happens. And voila. Okay, so I got my power back. So think about it this way. We want to have kind of balance or harmony, if you will, um, between activity and play. All right. So I remember the last move we had, my kids were really young when we moved in this house. Um, and it was work, 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 work. We did not have any play. <laughs> days and days and days of work. Uh, and I didn't feel good. And I think I actually got sick afterwards. We don't want that. We want to make sure that we're having some dance and uh, flow and, and kind of movement and rhythm. And you can't have too much of either, 
right? If you don't have um, any work for days and days and days, listen, a vacation is awesome and wonderful, but anybody who says, I'm going to retire and just travel the world, the next question I always ask is, and then what? When you come back home, then what? Uh, because you can do that for a time, but if you're not actually doing something when you return, that's actually when research says that people start to die, okay? Because you don't have activity. Or maybe there's certain dramas of your life, right? <laughs> I know certain people uh, bring some drama into my life, but sometimes we have these dramas that pop up in our normal day and they only become dramas because we kind of add some flavor and seasoning to them, right? The guy who cut us off in traffic is now all of a sudden, you know, a drama in our life when in, in reality we could have just said, ah, let it go. It's not a big deal, right? Or sometimes there are dramas that are happening in your life because you need to develop boundaries, right? So, so understanding when to give and serve and when to pause and, and receive and, and when to take care of yourself is really good. Now, here's the thing. Everything is transitional. Life is all about change. When you try to control and hold on and kind of attach to whatever, you know, you're, you're doing, the transition is still going to happen. It's just going to take longer and it's going to feel worse. Okay. I, I often think about, maybe this is a tangential analogy, but I, I think about this a lot when it comes to like holding on to things or letting go. Um, you know, there's a lot of stories out there that, if a person gets extremely drunk uh, and they get into an accident, let's say it's a car accident, fall down the, the, the stairs, whatever, they can actually walk away from that, that with almost no injury whatsoever. But if a person who is fully sober does the same thing, they will actually walk away. Uh, well, actually, they won't walk away. Sometimes they'll get so injured, they'll actually die. And so what's the difference? Because it's the same accident same injuries. Well, not the same injuries, but the same accident anyway, same circumstances. The only difference is that the drunk is not consciously aware of what's happening right now. So it takes a long time for their conscious brain to catch up, usually after whatever the incident is, to tell their muscles to, you know, tighten. And the problem is not the actual circumstance or situation that occurs. The problem is whether you tense up or not. I know some people that love to move house. Uh, when I was in college, I had a family I, I did a lot of work with and, and they were in real estate. And what they would do is they would live in one house while they were fixing up some other houses and they would just kind of move around to these other houses that they were fixing up as they went along. So they never had like one permanent residence for themselves, but they, you know, they, they moved often and they had like seven kids. And they loved it because they knew how to do a transition well. I, I think of, you know, why would people not be better in transitions? And when I say people, yes, I do include myself. And I think the one thing is because we, we have gotten to a level of comfort and we said, oh, I know what's happening right now in my life at this moment. Uh, I know the problems that are here and I'm going to stick with the devil that I know. Right. So I know my job is really bad, but 
I'm not going to go look for another one because maybe that one will be worse, right? So we, we hold on to the sameness because we think I, I can be successful at this. I can figure this out, right? We'll keep the, the same environment. We'll keep the same friends. We'll keep the same relationships, even though we know they're not working out because there's a level of comfort there. It's, it's the same, right? So one of the things that I absolutely love is that Roddy Galbraith, my speaking coach through the John Maxwell team, he's also John Maxwell's speaking coach. Um, but he always says when he, when he talks about, you know, developing your talks, that sameness is the death of a speaker. So you've got to have a lot of transitions in there. So you got to have some stories, examples, data, quotes, you know, various things, because it keeps people interested on your journey. And John Maxwell takes that and he says, actually, sameness is the death of everything. And he says the difference between a rut and a gravestone or a grave, the only difference between a rut and a grave is the headstone. That when you get into a rut and you're doing the same thing, that you're not really living. So life isn't supposed to stay the same. Okay, all you got to do is look at, at nature and know that it's constantly changing. So how can you dance more in the transition? How can you let go a little bit more, right? First of all, you need to know what is your current relationship with transition. So observe, notice, kind of acknowledge what's happening um, and ask yourself, how do I want to move through transitions? Okay. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. And with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.